Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. It is today. It is today. You know that. I know that. If you can't hear this, you've died. But if you can hear it, it's today. If you know what I mean. Hope you had a great week. Hope you haven't died. Or died inside, you know. I've had a really good day, a little bit sore, not going to lie, um, did my first uh, tour day today, oh, tough, so I went to the gym twice, trying to get, uh, trying to get stronger, you know, I'm not trying to get huge, preparing for a hundred miler, so I'm trying to get as strong as possible, but, yo, um, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm not, uh, not as young as I used to be, jeez, like, two days, I used to, I used to smash it. Anyway, um, aging well, I think. Don't know. Uh, what's the standard for a 37-year-old? You know? I was on the Watt bike today. No big deal. I think I did uh, 180 watts for 75 minutes. Not bad, not terrible. Not bad, not terrible. I think that's what the numbers were. Anyway, feeling pretty fit, so. But just sore, hey. Just sore. Lifted some weights. Finished off on the white bike, white bike this evening. After lifting weights in the morning, did 25 minutes of weights and then straight onto the white bike. It was tough. It was tough. Uh, tomorrow morning is going to be interesting because I've got two rollers behind me. Haven't used them in a year. Terrible discipline and a little bit stiff in the hamstring area. Got to got to be honest. I'm going to start rolling, otherwise I'm going to get injured. Because I'm, I'm trying to really pile it on. Like, I'm really trying to pile it on now. It's um, till the end of the year, I'm just going to hunker down. Going to hunker down. I mean, I didn't go out much in general. But I've been, you know, been a little loosey-goosey. Lunching. Punching. Uh, smunching. I'm just making words up there. I, I, I don't know what rhymed with lunching. So I had to, I had to make a smunching. Punching. I haven't punched anybody in a very long time. Not an aggressive person. And I don't go out at night anymore. So, don't need to punch people. In general. Yet. But I, I'm, listen. Bread, bread in boarding school, hey? I'll suck a punch someone. I've been punched enough. You know, everyone needs a punch in the face, I think. Everyone needs a punch in the face. We all get a bit of ahead of ourselves. Speaking of getting ahead of ourselves... I'm going to finish the show off with a topic. It's it's one I've been avoiding for a while. So I'll start here. It's quite a serious one. But over the last two years, because I kind of touch on it, you're right. Um, so in 2013, I stopped drinking. And it's not something I'm like ashamed of talking about. But I'm, I'm not going to make this about me. But 
I counted when I got this message yesterday. So recording this on the 6th of September. Tomorrow's my sister's birthday. I wish her a happy birthday today in case I forget tomorrow. Like she's 34 or 33 or whatever, right? Like you don't have to make a big deal after 30. She's had 32 birthdays. Like my sister's not the type of person to make a big deal of it anyway. Although she's capable of making a big deal about stuff. So I've already said happy birthday. If I forget tomorrow, whatever. Right? So 6th of September. Um, I So I read it on the 5th of September. So that was yesterday when this guy sent me a pretty long message. Pretty long message. But then I decided to go and count the amount of messages in the DMs. It took me a long time. <laughs> it took me like four hours. Um... Over the last year, where people have asked me about alcohol, and it's 112, 112 messages from all from separate people, so not not like repeat people. It was 112 separate people in the last two years have sent me a DM to ask me how to stop drinking, and I've never replied to any of them. Not because I'm better than anyone. I didn't reply because <laughs> a friend of mine, Briny. And it's something I've tried to become more conscious of. But it's a part of my character. Uh, she says, I become quite preachy. She's like, hey, listen, sound advice. Um, but it's a bit preachy, but w- whatever. You know, she knows I'm pretty solid or she at least has been fooled into that. So she says I'm preachy. But this is one thing where I remember when I stopped drinking, I thought I was better than everyone in the world. Literally thought I was black Jesus Christ. Although Jesus may actually have been Nubian. Oh, whatever. Let's not open this uh, this can of worms. You know, close enough to World War Three already. Let's not get into that. But I remember when I stopped drinking. As with anything, right? It's like if this crazy person, guy or girl they start to become religious. Usually, I, I mean, that's an example. I know I use it all the time, but when somebody has been a wild child, draggy, blah, 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 and they become a yogi or religious, you know, some might say both are a cult, and then they become evangelical, right? And not only that, do they, they cross over into narcissism where they think they're actually, the sanctimony get, gets to the point of narcissism where it becomes almost psychotic, right? And they just... Like, now you're better than everyone. And it's like, as much as I, I am a dickhead. Like, like, listen, I've got a massive ego. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm very well aware of it. Don't intend to change it, by the way. Kind of like that uh, about myself. It's one of the very few things I enjoy about myself. So not changing that. If anything, I may, I, I'd like to pile onto my ego a bit more until it tips me over the edge. And maybe I, I don't know, I run a small state. I don't know, Micronesia. I understand as a South African, you don't need a visa to go to Micronesia. I was doing some travel planning yesterday. It's one of the countries we don't need a visa to go to. Micronesia, real country. Not just uh, Jacobi Mugatu um, saying it. He wants to kill the prime minister of Micronesia. Anywho, um, you know, I'm acutely aware, or at least I have become acutely aware of how I can come off, which is why I, I try and see less people in my life now because I'm aware how I can come off, but I am who I am. And 
what people don't understand, like some people can find me quite abrasive. I'm like, oh my God, you've got no idea. If you met my father, you'd be crying in a corner. And although my father's way more accomplished than me, so it's a bit easier when you're that accomplished um, and you've come from nothing and you graduate from Cambridge to be, and my dad's not an ego guy. He's like straight talking and cold, you know? Or cold by modern standards. I don't think he's that cold. He's just like, I've said what I've said. Why are you getting emotional? Let's just crack on with it. And hey, it's how I grew up. It, 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 it's cold for some people. Let's just say that. And I'm just like, hey, yeah, I see it in myself. I am my father's son. But what I don't want to be is the guy who thinks he's better, is a better person than other people. Like, there's a standard we all have. It's like, that guy, that guy, that chick, get away from me. They just are crappy, dishonest. Like, they bring the vibe down. Nobody wants to be around them. Like, well, we, we have a base level. You, you, you know, I like to call it a Western sensibility. Where it's like, okay, anything below this is unacceptable. I think, like, it goes unsaid. It's in the fabric of our society. Right? Where we have social norms. But I don't want to be the guy who thinks like in an honest sense where there's no hyperbole or performative narrative, which is a lot of this is performative, right? I mean, I try and keep it as real as possible, but I am performing into a mic. I don't want to be the guy who thinks he's better than anyone as a human being. Like at the end of the day, the way this message came through was like, oh man, the way he's written it, it's like, it's almost like he's writing to a messiah. So, and a lot of the messages have been like that, which is why I haven't responded. And, and it's a very serious thing. Like I've been there, you know, luckily I wasn't addicted to alcohol. I was just running away from other issues. Um, but some people are like in serious traps. I'm not an expert, but this one really, really hurt, <laughs> hurt me is wrong. It it touched on many of the things I felt. And shame is one of the, you know, shame's a killer. Like, for me, shame's a killer. If you can't escape the shame realm of anything, it's very, very difficult to start healing, in my opinion, just in my journey. I had to deal with the shame. It took me a long time, trust me. And, and the thing about shame is it's probably the only part of the process you can't get help with. Like it doesn't matter if your sister or your girlfriend or your wife or your brother or your friends say how awesome you are. The shame part you have to deal with on your own. Absolutely. Like you, you can't you can't transcend, you know, something that's deleterious to your behavior and has been and becomes a part of your character until you have fully dealt with the shame. Right? It's very, very difficult Um or, or let me say, I haven't seen anyone who's successfully not dealt with the shame and started healing and not relapsed, quote unquote. So it's a tricky one, man. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to give just my perspective, not a lecture. If you want to get into it, cool. If it works for you, cool. But I think I'm going to just do it once. Because I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not an expert. I applied many methods that worked for me. I'm really lucky I have a psychiatrist as a mother. Although I didn't go to her in this process. I, I did it all myself, to be completely honest. In 
in the most difficult part. I had great friends, one or two really, 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 really supportive, supportive friends um, that helped me. And family. I've got like an unbelievable, unbelievable family. So I had many advantages. Let me be honest. You know, my mom's great. My sister's great. My dad's great. Um, my cousin's great. She's unbelievable. Two or three great friends. So I, I had people I could go to once I dealt with the shame. So I'm going to deal with it once. Um, and, you know, I'm not better than anyone. Okay, great. That's going to finish off the show. But good old Zapeta. Good old Zafeta, if you will. So Z-A-P-H. Said, look, dude. And he's one of he's one of what the, the youth unit. You know when the youth are youthing? And they say, day ones. She's my day one, dog. I say, all right, bro, you, you live in bloody Bryanston. Why do you talk like that? You live in Bryanston, mate. Or, or, hey, dog. She's my day one. You know what I'm saying? What are we doing? I've never understood that. Like, uh, now I can see that, although it's not ironic, because I grew up in Bryanston, Danefern, and Houghton. Those are the three places I lived as a child. So, even though I'm a black, right, I'm going to sound like this, because I grew up in the northern suburbs, right? You know what I mean? Friend of mine, Mbizi Mogali has a great saying about the northern suburbs of Johannesburg and why we're all so tough from here. Is, brew, we need the private security. You see how much private security we got to have in these areas? Because these streets are rough. So, of course I'm going to sound like a what? Because I grew up in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. What I don't understand is how guys are getting yo-yo hippity-hoppity accents. Television, it's a powerful thing. Dog. A dog. What what are we doing? What are we doing? What what am I doing? One thing I am is a very judgmental person. You, you know how people always say, I don't mean to judge. I'm I mean to judge the very second I meet you. Like I I do not apologize for that. And my father raised me to say don't expect of others that something that you don't you wouldn't expect of yourself. So, I expect you to judge me early as well. I'm perfectly comfortable with that. So, let's get that out the way. But anyways, Zafeta said, "Bro, it's international weekend, and as we know, international football is a joke. But there's a little thing starting tomorrow called the Rugby World Cup. Can we get into it?" I said, "You know what? He here day one, dog." As, I don't know, little, and it's a little L-I-L, little funk tunk, would say, from Sandhurst. If you don't live in South Africa, Sandhurst, there's like $20 million houses there. So, it's crazy. You're like, bro, you went to Crawford. Why do you talk like that? It is, it is a lot of those, we don't wear uniform, real uniforms to school schools. There's a lot of that going on now. And they do all the yo-yo dog. There's a lot of yo-yo dogging there. A lot of, we're wrapping a break. Ah, listen, I can understand the Caucasians are getting anxious because we are taking over. 
But it's the... Hey, the little white kids love hip-hop as well. And whatever, music. Like, behind me is a poster of two of my favorite bands. uh, Kings of Leon, early stuff. First two albums only. And Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, you know, again, a little bit of an interesting life. I'm learning as I get older. Hey, my dad lived in Finland and Germany when I was younger. My mom lived in Switzerland and New York. It's like, okay, not everyone did that. Turns out... Turns out I've been quite fortunate in life. It is what it is. So I've never really been into the like, if you're black, you need to listen to hip-hop. I don't listen to American hip-hop at all. I thought it's not for me. Some of it's cool. But I'm more of a mandem guy. You know what I mean? I was in the UK when I was 18. What you going to do? The mandem and that. I'm, I'm big on grime. Um, I was living in the UK when Dizzy Rascal came out. It was massive. Oh, my God. And I lived in Watford, by the way. This, that's like the heart of the mandate. Like people always see North London and well, East London's probably it. East London's not really where it's from because East London's more Cockney. If you haven't been to London, um, so the Guy Ritchie style that everyone sees and and the the sort of working class Cockney that everybody sees that's in East London and it's very nichey. Right, everyone thinks everyone talks like that. People in West London don't talk like that. I mean, it's it's quite posh out west, but people in North London don't have that Cockney thing. It's a very very niche East London thing. By the by, if you haven't been there, so like these young white kids are into it, though. My God, so maybe it's not just you urban kids. Urban, by the way, is how. When, when the Caucasian folks get nervous about the blacks and they don't really know how to say it out loud and they say, it's getting a bit urban. That's, that means whew, the neighborhood's getting a little a little melanin rich. It's quite urban. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you what's happening on planet Earth, you know. Just telling you what's happening on planet Earth. Anywho, Alza Feta. Uza Feta said... Dude, you need to talk about the Rugby World Cup. And I said, okay, you know what? I'll just do one. I promise you I'm never doing a full rugby podcast again. I love rugby. But he he only likes it because it's in his DNA. Because as a closer man, we actually have to love rugby. Otherwise, we get killed. It's infanticide. We get killed at birth. They can tell, you know, if your left eye doesn't twitch 15 times. This one's not going to like rugby. And then they cull us at death, which is why we're the greatest tribe of all time. Only the strong have survived. You know what I mean? Just telling you, just telling you what it is. Don't, hey, infanticide, big problem with the Inuits and closer people who don't like rugby. So only reason he wants rugby is that he's he's an ex-hosen. So Mr. Ex-hosen, Zafeta, I'm going to do it once. Because you are so nicely. And a dog, you're a day one dog. Yeah, I mean. Right, so we're going to talk about the Rugby World Cup. I'll give you the groups. I'll give you who I think is going to win. I'll give you uh, who I think the shock of the tournament will be. uh, The team team that disappoints the most will be. And the team that will surprise. And then I'll have some text. By the way, I am going to the Rugby World Cup. Semi-final, I'll be there. 18th of October. If you're in Paris, holler. Like, I'm not coming. I might go to the south. You know, my sister's there. There's a whole situation. 
Her boyfriend lives there. They have a house in the south. I might go visit. Probably not, though. My sister doesn't listen to the podcast, so it doesn't matter. I can say this stuff. Probably not. It's going to be very awkward. Her parents don't speak English. Or his parents don't speak English. What am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? Uh, like what? Uh, and it's awkward. It's awkward, right? I, I don't know. Have you had to stay with parents-in-law where you're not in the relationship? Like, I hate that. Like, what, what now? I, I can't really say or behave how I want to behave. I'm on a holiday. It's costing me a fortune. And I'm going to have to be on my best behavior. I mean, I'm a pretty boring person anyway now. So I'm generally on my normal behavior is fine. But what am I going to do? Hang out with your boyfriend's parents? No, thank you. Like, I mean, it seems like they have a sweet pad. But what am I going to do? Go down there and do what? Because oh, uh, really what we're doing there, it's, it's a bit of a family interview. Like, oh my God, my sister's great. You're not married. I mean, in some sense you are marrying me, but I don't get involved. Like, don't worry about me. Don't worry about my sister. She's great. She'll she'll be fine. You know what I mean? I mean, I might have to. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll like. To be honest, I, I'm I'm not spending too much time thinking about it. Yeah. It's gonna be awkward, right? At MKT inspires. Am I being a dickhead? Should I stay with them? I I don't want to. I don't want to spend a week. With my sister's boyfriend's parents. Oh my goodness. What a nightmare. What are we going to talk about? What are, why am I invited? Like, whatever. I can just get an Airbnb. Like, what are we even. Here's the problem my sister's a really, really high level person. So when I told her I was coming, she told her boyfriend, and then it's like, they're like really nice people. Or he's a really nice dude. So, like, without really telling me, like, now the grand's involved and the parents are involved. But the, the, I think they live in, uh, I, I want to say Brittany. Or, I don't know, somewhere down south. Anyway, w whatever. It's like, I don't need that. I just want to go watch some rugby and, you know, maybe meet the love of my life. Probably not. Not really in that. So I'm trying to go to the Olympics next year as well, you know. So so maybe meet the meet the love of my life for the two weeks I'm there, and then like, you know, free accommodation because you will not believe what I'm paying for my Airbnb. It's disgusting. I, I'm 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 now officially destitute and poor. I mean, I haven't paid for it yet because haven't got my visa, but I've I've booked like I I, I chatted to the lady. It's insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane what it's going to cost me. But it's going to be absolutely worth it. And then I've got to go. Bloody. I know. Should I, should I be going? I know. At MKT Inspires, what would you do? Like, what would you do? Would do are you currently in a situation where you've got to hang out with your sister or your brother's parents? Because they're getting married soon. I, well, I'm not saying my sister's getting married to this dude. I don't know. I, I, I quite frankly don't care what's going on there. She'll tell us what's going on. But I'm trying to be in France, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, I'm a big history guy. I was thinking maybe pop over to Corsica. 
go see where that Napoleon, where that Napoleon guy lived. You know what I mean? How do you, you know, just like that's why I'm there. Like, hey, I want to see where the French didn't help out in World War One. I. I mean, Versailles is right there, right? I've, and I've been to Versailles, so. But I'll go again. I, I want to see where the Nazis had to give up. You know, twice, bastards. Gonna go see that. Do some historical stuff. I bloody hang out with my. F- Ugh. Anyway, let's move on. Maybe I'm crazy. Are you in this situation? Does it exist in your life? Do you have to meet? Have you met your potential parents-in-law and they're crap people? Like, like, what if they shit? Then what? Like, I'm not the kind of person who's going to hold it to myself. I'm going to say to my sister, "Those people are terrible." And then what? You see. So I'm trying to I'm trying to be self-preservationist here. A lot of people listening to this going, "What are you even talking about, bro?" Like, just do the thing. Anyway, at MKT Inspire, slide in the DMs. Am I a dickhead? Should I go? Would you go? I'm going to have a great time being in France. Haven't been in France in a while. Be a good time. Be a good time. All right. Rugby World Cup. Listen, at MKT Inspires, slide in the DMs if you've got questions. Um, if you don't, that's also fine. Then don't slide in the DMs. Just listen. Subscribe. I'm on TikTok. Um, MKT at the MKT Show. If you'd like to send me an electronic mail. Otherwise, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Because this is a sports show, by the way. Have not spoken about sport for one second. A lot of people, there's rumors on the street saying this is a lifestyle show. (laughs) Unbelievable. Okay, Rugby World Cup. It's in France. For those who don't know, rugby played by 15 enormous human beings. Men and women. But this is, in particular, a men's World Cup. Um, don't know when the uh, Women's World Cup is. I don't know. Is, is there a 15s Women's World Cup? I would imagine there is. Not being funny. Don't watch women's rugby, so I don't really know what's cutting there. Uh, let me know. Slide in the DMs. When is Women's World Cup? Maybe you know. Um, it's going to be... I was looking at the groups. You know, when's Zafeta sent me a message? I, you know, I, li- I like to prepare. Looking at the groups. It's going it's to be tasty. It's going to be tasty. So, Group A... Rugby World Cup starts tomorrow night, seventh. Uh, so no, eighth of um, September. All right, Friday night, New Zealand, France. So Group A: New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. Uruguay, one of the greatest countries I've ever been to. By the way, if you've got a bit of money and you've got a bit of time, or you've got a bit, of, you've got a partner who likes to travel, Montevideo, coastal city. Unbelievable food. Unbelievable food. Uruguay. Very cool. So that's Group A. Group B, South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, Romania. Romania is a great great country as well. Group C, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal. And then Group D, England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, and Chile. So let me tell you who goes through. Or let let me just go straight to the quarterfinals. And I'll tell you how that's happened. Um, I think quarterfinal one, or maybe I should run through it, A2. Uh, 
I think New Zealand win that group. France come second uh, in Group A. Group B, I think South Africa win the group. Ireland come second. Uh, group C, it's it's a tricky one, but I think Australia win that group, right? And I think Fiji are second in that group. Group D, Argentina win that group and Samoa come second. What does that mean for the quarterfinals? Uh, quarterfinal one will be the winner of Group C, which is Australia versus Samoa. They are the runners up in Group D. Quarterfinal two, South Africa will play France. South Africa, the winners of Group B. France will be runners up in Group A. Quarterfinal three, Argentina will play Fiji. Argentina will win in Group D. Fiji will be runners up in Group C. New Zealand will win the Group A and they will play Ireland, which will be a humdinger in quarterfinal four. What does that mean for the semifinals? Australia. I think Australia beat Samoa. And I think, and I really, really believe this, I think Fiji beat Argentina. Can you believe it? Fiji are in the semifinal. Fiji play New Zealand. South Africa played New Zealand in the final. South Africa beats New Zealand. Sia Kolisi, we're crying. Madiba, it's it's raining tears from your eyes. That's what I think. That's what I think happens. Who do you think wins the World Cup at MKT Inspires? Who do you think wins the World Cup and why? And I, I just think Pollard's going to come back. And the reason I've picked all of my teams that have won, I believe if you have the best fly half, you're going to win. I think in their group, Australia, it, I mean, it's it's the least terrible. Like, whales are terrible. They are absolutely terrible. All right? I mean, there's just... And then it's Georgia and Portugal. You know what? Fiji are going to shock everyone. Fiji are going to shock everyone. I think they're going to beat England badly. That is my shock of the tournament. And I mean like a 15, 20 point beating. But like a proper beatdown. And people are going to go, oh my God. The team that's going to disappoint right, is Ireland. I think they're going to learn a lesson that that New Zealand and South Africa have learned over the last sort of 12, 15 years. Nobody cares what kind of rugby you play in between World Cups. And you kind of saw it, right? You saw Ireland nearly lose to Samoa, if you watched that, that friendly two weeks ago. And it was maybe not their first team, but it was a proper team. They've played their best rugby and that's There's no depth. You know what I think? I think the Springboks are going to properly lay it on them. Like I'm talking like a 20-point beating. Just to be like, gentlemen, let's settle down here. And the team that I think is going to surprise, you know, I was looking at some of the names. A lot of the um, Tier 2 teams, the Islander nations, the Polynesian nations and the Pacific countries. Lima Supuanga, Christian Lealiafano and Ben Lamb are in the Samoa team, by the way. They're in the Samoa team. I think they're going to surprise everybody. I do. 
I think they're going to surprise everybody. Do not be surprised if uh, Samoa make the semi-final. Make it out the group. I mean, I've got them making it out the group. I just think they lose to Australia. I do, but they are a proper team. Look out for that Samoa team because they've got proper guys, aged guys now, and they're, they're playing for pride, right? And listen, they're going to make it ugly and physical, but they've got proper packs now because a lot of these guys play in Europe, play in um, Super Rugby. So that's, that was always the problem with the Pacific Islanders. No pack. Can't get it to exciting packs. I think this is going to be a good reminder for Northern Hemisphere Rugby to relax. So listen, I, I don't I don't really want to get into dissecting rugby. I mean, I could get into it because I, I, I just I can't tell you how much I love rugby and I watch it over and over and I try and, you know, I've I've been into rugby since I was six years old. I was at the World I was at the World Cup final with Madiba and Fra- Franchois Pina. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was there. And like, again, Dumkosa, rugby is just insane in my family. But I thought I'd just give a top line like that. I think the team that will surprise everyone is, is Samoa. And I think the takeaway from this is, like, it's all black South Africa in the final. I think South Africa win. We saw what they've got. And they'll have that mental edge. But I just think... Northern Hemisphere rugby must relax. Like, it's not your thing, guys. You, you've you got economy, terrible weather, crap food. You know what I mean? That's your thing. We've got awesome food and rugby. That's our thing. New Zealand and South Africa have amazing food. Well, South Africa have amazing food. <laughs> New Zealand, I don't know what they got going on there. Lots of milk. But rugby's our thing, guys. You must relax. You must relax. You've got empire and economy and, you know, very small apartments at outrageous prices. You know, nanny states. That's your thing. It's cool. Everyone has their thing, man. Rugby's out there. And I think this is going to be a good humbling for the Northern Hemisphere teams. 18 October. I will see you in Gay Paris. Gay isn't happy. You know. Relax. I'll be there. 18 October. Those are my thoughts. Box win. We're crying. Rachel makes a documentary. Gets involved. She, she'll make herself the main star somehow. You know. She'll TikTok it. It'll be amazing. See her. They'll love him. Take him on a tour. Trevor Noah will have him on. Be incredible. Incredible. See a Khaleesi. Make another terrible film that I walk out of. So badly shot. You know what I mean? I got no promise here. Good for him. Hopefully, he's moving to France, him. Oh my goodness, the amount of money that guy's going to make. Good for him. Good for him. Love it for him. Love it when people are successful and rich. Shout out Saya Colossi. Do your thing out there. Lift the trophy. And even in stage six. We've got a, we're going to have our fourth World Cup. I just don't see anyone who can stop the Springboks. If Pollard comes back. I am out if it's Money Lubok. If Pollard is back, it's a, it's a wrap. If not, I'm out on Money Lubok. I don't want to hear about it. 
And I don't hear people complain if Marnie Liebock has to play all the way through and they go, oh, I don't know what went wrong. At that level, rugby is a fly-half game. It doesn't matter what else you've got. You know why the South Africa beat the All Blacks? Physicality, yes, blah, blah. Richie Mwanga is a bit of a Marnie Liebock himself. He's not a real test fly-half fan. He's not. He's not a proper Crusaders fly-off. Like his number one instinct is to run. And that's cool when you're playing Super Rugby and URC. Not at this level, my man. Because you saw what happened when Mwanga's trying that. <laughs> Kanan Moody's waiting. What are you doing here? Esther Hazen's waiting. You've got dog. Peter Stiff to toys waiting inside channel. You're <laughs> Come on, dog. As they say in Bryanston. Come on, Doc. Come on, play. So 18th France, 18th of October, I will be there. It's going to be amazing. I might have the time of my life, unless I have to visit people I don't know and stay with them. Like, I also like my own space. Like, I'm on a holiday. I've traveled the world on my own. That's another thing. Like, I don't like to travel with people. Like, because I don't like to do touristy things. Like... I like. I just like. Okay, I'm here now. Let me meet the peeps on the streets. I know how to look after myself, and then I, I'm moving and grooving like that. I've. If I were to tell you some of the places, I mean, I remember waking up in the Amazon in Bolivia. That's a crazy story. Anyway, like that's the kind of stuff that's happened to me globally, just because I do put myself in incredible situations. Incredible situations. And now, oh, you know, it's, uh, I don't even know if it's stressing me out. Anyhow, Rugby World Cup. So that is the most rugby talk I want to do on the show ever. Because it's a football show. You know? I mean, it's a sports show. But, uh, you know, do I need to talk more rugby? Do people like rugby? South Africans love rugby. But it's the Premier League. Come on. Come on. Listen, are you going to watch the Rugby World Cup? Are you, you know, men, women, where are you watching? Where do you live? Who do you support? Um, do, are you going to watch with your boyfriend, girlfriend? Are you guys going out for it? Are you are you stoked? Are you going to spend some time with friends? Is it more brides? Because in South Africa, barbecue, if you're not in South Africa... Um, obviously this, when the rugby's on so the Springboks are the only sports team worth gathering for in our country but it's a big event you know it's like it's the only time South Africans feel world class um, and then we've got four major banks everything else is hysterical in this country but what are you guys doing? I'd love to know what people are doing are you, you <laughs> I I was once in a situationship with a girl. So I've only had two relationships. But I've never met anybody. Alright. Yeah. And she was from Iceland, this lady. So I was with her when I lived in Russia. Anyway. I've never met anybody who likes to cater for other people. My mom's big on this. But this lady in particular. She loved like... She wasn't into football. But she loved when people came over and she could make snacks and meals and whatever 
for the football. Are you that lady? Are you that guy? Do you enjoy entertaining? Is that what you're doing for the Rugby World Cup? We'd love to know. Slide in the DMs. Send me pictures. I love to see people happy, by the way. Nothing makes me happier than when people are happy. Like, I, I, I just, I love, I love it when people are happy. Love it. So I'd love to hear, what are you guys doing? Are you planning anything? Are you going? Are you going to France? Are you going to be in Gapery? You know, a couple of people in Marseille already. But what are you up to? Because it's a big event. Listen, the, the, the rugby is a big event in South Africa. Uh, and it's only a month, eh? A little, little over. Love to know what you're doing. Send photos in the DMs. MKT inspires. This is what we're doing. This is who we're with. You know what? Maybe you're meeting friends from across the world. You're meeting in France. Having a good time. How's it act? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Bro, I'm just parking. I'm just parking. I'm coming now. Bro, it's kicking off. Yeah, jeez, give me a beer. Is that what you're going to be? I love it. I love it. Have a good time. Maybe, you know what? Maybe you should just Uber. That, that's the right thing to do. Uber, if you're going to get tanked, just Uber. Because you know when the box went, let's not even lie to ourselves. I know it's on a Sunday. If you're at the pub, brew, you're going to have to have a couple of spring box as well. Take an Uber. And your boss knows you're going to be late on Monday. Yeah, you got to have five or six pints, you know what I mean? It's the ruggers. It's the ruggers with the buggers. What are we talking about here? It's the ruggers with the buggers. Well, enjoy it. Slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. What are you going to be doing for the Rugby World Cup? It's been incredible. Having said that, the Premier League's back. That's about as much rugby talk as I'll do. I, I will feature it. Hmm. Can I say this? Mm. I'm in a very interesting conversation right now. Which may mean I'll talk more rugby. Which I love because I do love rugby. But this is a football show. Oh, uh, I can't really say who it was, but had an incredible, on top of what I'm still going to announce, I, I had an incredible conversation today that's rolling forward. And a friend from five years ago said, hey, are you still interested in an opportunity that wasn't available five years ago? This was a couple of days ago. And today we kind of sent a presentation off to him and Let's, let's hope it works out. Because if it does work out, look out. Look out. In general. It might change. I hope it changes your experience of the Premier League every weekend. And maybe the Rugby World Cup. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how these conversations go. I can't really say more than that. It's a teaser. Industry. Industry teaser. All right. MKT at the MKT show. Slide in the DMs. MKT inspires. Maybe you've got some questions. I will have an opinion on anything. If I, was locked in a, if I was locked in a cell by myself for 50 years, I would still get into an argument. Love an opinion. All right, let's get into this. Uh, I'm not going to read the DM because it's quite long, quite heart-wrenching. But all you need to know is this dude. So I'm not going to shout him out. But I'll say. You know. 
it's tough, man. It is tough. You know, when family gets involved and you let yourself down and you let them down and again, there's dynamics, right? In my case, the dynamics were, yeah, I fell off a bit, a lot. And there's a high achievement in my family and I wasn't pulling the weight. And I've got high expectations of myself as well. For, I'd say for a decade, I let myself down, you know. Mm, this this particular person, it's tricky, man. He's starting to do well. He's making a bit of money, but he's just, it's tricky. He lost his girlfriend. Um, you know, the drinking was a problem, but he's maintaining at work. And he just feels like the alcohol thing kind of, kind of leads to him getting in trouble. Part of the trouble is the ladies. The ladies. So he said the reason his girlfriend broke up with him because he used to get sourced. And then when he was out, he's getting sourced. Let's just say he was playing with 12 men on the pitch. If you know what I'm saying. Can't have that. Cannot have 12 men on the on a football pitch. You know? So that was one of the things. Then his family... And some complicated stuff with his dad. And as I say, like, listen, that's the rugby talk for the show. If you don't want to listen to my thoughts on stopping drinking, because that's really the the, the tachlis, as my Yiddish friends say. The bottom line is the guy's asking me. He's reaching out for some help. Said he doesn't want to go and see a professional. It's a bit of a cultural thing which is a bit tricky as well in South Africa. Um, Some context there. I don't want to say it's a black thing. I just think South Africa is a conservative country. Um, And any, let me say for men, any sign of asking for help is seen as weak, which is, I, I don't think it's crazy because social archetypes are what they are. I think it's unfortunate. You know, I, I've, I'm really fortunate. I grew up in an environment where I could ask for help. I, now, my natural personality is not to ask for help. I, I hate doing it. I've gotten slightly better at it. And I wouldn't have been able to stop drinking if I didn't ask friends for help. 100%. Family for help. No chance. Too difficult. Way too difficult. So if you don't want to hear this, shout out. It's been it's been real, um, and I think this stuff applies to any form of addiction, you know. Um, and <laughs> I had an extremely funny message. Uh, somebody sarcastically praising slash making fun of me for being a mommy's boy had said, "Do you ask your mommy about everything?" I, I, I wish I could play his voice note because he was swearing and being funny and. The bants was high um, on the, on this particular person. He sent me a, a voice note on uh, Instagram. I laughed. He said, oh, you ask your mommy about everything. Very funny. Very funny. So I didn't ask my mommy about this to to that dude who said that. Um, so I don't want to make it a lecture. Um, man, it's a tricky one, dude. It's a tricky one. I've been there. I've let family down. I've let myself down. I've had no plan. 
that's tricky. I've been aimless. Um, you know, it's tricky as well in in society when you're from the middle class. What it looks like to other people. So you're putting on a bit of a show when you're not well. Man, there's there's such tremendous complexity. Anyway. Before I get into it, I'm not better than this guy. And I'm not better than anyone. I'm just a dickhead who talks for a living. Like, if I, you wouldn't be here if I wasn't talking. So I'm talking. But I'm not better than anybody. Nobody's better than you. I mean... Unless you're a serial murderer, then I am better than you. You know? Like, if you cheat on your girlfriend, I'm not better than you. Yeah? We've all done things. If you've cheated on your boyfriend, I'm not a better person than you. Like, whatever. It's it's unfortunate. Do your best not to do that. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's suboptimal. Try not to cheat on your partner. Come on, eh? Come on, eh? But I, I, I thought I'd start here, man. Um, you know, one of the things that worked for me quite early on as I was going through my process, and I'm a big reader as well, and philosophy helps me a lot. I've been reading philosophy since I was really young. My, my, my father... And mother encouraged me to read. And my my mom in particular has encouraged self reflection since we were six. You know, um, yeah. Like I, I I can give you an example of the type of home I grew up in. So I remember the first time uh, somebody was being racist to me in school. I was I was in primary school, so six or seven. Brandale Primary School. Shout out Branston. Tough streets of Branston. Um, and my mother said, oh, okay, so why are you upset? What were you looking for from that person? And when I was young, I was like, what is she talking about? But as I've gotten older, it's like, okay, well, why are you, why are your feelings hurt by racism? Like, are you looking for white people to affirm you? I mean, I have to make it about race because that, that's a really... A really big example that sticks out in my mind. But anyway, the point is, I've always been raised to be reflective. You know, all starts with you, and from there emanates how you affect your society. So I was raised. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend to know anything else. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you the type of home I was raised in. You know, my father's gospel is, everything's your fault. But what I would say was a good start for me is try and find somebody you want to make proud. You don't have to tell anyone. Like it's not about just find somebody who you want to make proud. Everybody is someone they want to make proud. Everybody. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Like unless you're a psychopath, you have one person you want to make proud. And that can be quite useful because I think this goes into my next point is it can't just be about you. Because that's kind of how you got here in the first place. 
it's important to make it about community because it is important to to be responsible. It's like it, it's actually it's why it's good to be in a relationship, right? Because it makes you responsible. Like no woman or, or very few women want to be with a person they can't rely on. A person who isn't sacrificing. Like like relationships teach you sacrifice, right? They do. Friendships. Now, the deeper you want any relationship, the more you have to sacrifice. You've got to see your friends. You've you got to comfort your friend if she's fighting with her boyfriend. She's Her mom just died. Her the depth of connection is is it, it is about sacrifice so what i'd urge you to do is don't make it about yourself it has to be about community it has to be about community the next thing is you have to ask for help eh? you've got to ask for help and these don't need to happen on the timeline but you've shown yourself incapable of getting it done on your own. And I'm more of a tough love guy. Like, again, I, I was raised in a home. Please, this is not psychological help. I've not researched this. This is just how I, I roll. you got to ask for help. And don't ask everyone for help. You know who the reliable people are in your life. And, by the way, I, I spoke about it at the beginning of the show. I just presume you've dealt with the shame. Shame, can, it took me three years to deal with the shame. So until I was about 31 was when I transcended the shame and I could start working on my character. I stopped drinking at 28. So once you've dealt with the shame, this is where we are, right? One of the big things, you've got to ask for help. But don't ask everyone. You, you need to identify, for me it was three people. Identify those three people. Go and present the case of where you are, where you want to be. And then they're going to help you. Because you need somebody to hold you to a standard. We all do. You need people. People who love you hold you to a standard. So they don't just say yes to everything. The, the, the way you got where you are is being around people who just say yes to everything. The bottom of the bottle. And, and listen. It, it's complicated, right? Everybody has... I mean, there aren't that many different problems in the world. There's just lots of... It's just very challenging to be human. But ask for help. And ask the people you know. So the people who you're scared to ask for help, those are the people you actually need to go to. And I, I don't mean scared like frightened. I mean where you are almost feeling intimidated. You're like, oh, they're going to they're gonna want to take me to another level and it's going to be painful, but they're going to help you. It's like medicine, right? Painful up front. You thank yourself three days later. Here's what. Here's something that worked for me. And but but this is natural for me. I'm I'm an obsessive person anyway. But if you're gonna stop drinking, it's not that simple. You've got to find another obsession. Um, now this is why most people find religion. I didn't. I'm not religious. Uh, for me, it's running. Like, I've always been obsessed with athletics. So find something that you can obsess over that doesn't require other people. Because in this obsession, right, you need to, you, you know, you need to reveal yourself to yourself. So for me, it's running. It's, 
because it's quite an easy one. The nice thing about running, the more you do it, the more fit you get. If you don't train, you don't get fit. And then it's it's a good thermometer as to where I am across the board. Because ultimately, if I train, it's a manifestation of my mind, of my mind strength and where I am in my life. That's how I look at it. I, I, I use running. I mean, first of all, I love it. So I'm quite lucky. I just love running long distances. But I also use it as a barometer and a thermometer to go, this is where you are. Because it creates discipline, right? One of the things we all need is discipline. And I was going to get to discipline at the end. But find an obsession that doesn't require other people. Education. Something that's going to give your life structure. Where you can't be out on a Friday night. Because if you want to get your MBA, or it might be a degree, it might be a barista course. But find an obsession. You know what I like about a health obsession? Like running? It's for the rest of my life. Maybe you want to do education for the rest of your life. Whatever. Uh, maybe you want to coach young kids on the weekend. But... But you have to be obsessed with it because you have to replace the alcohol thing if you're addicted. This is a big one for me. You have to imagine giving the best version of yourself to the people you love. Try and do that. And if you've never imagined the best version of yourself, you should start doing that. What does that look like? What does it feel like? Who are you with? When are you with them? How often are you with these people? You know, how maybe it's by yourself. How often are you doing this thing? How often are you weightlifting? How often are you baking? How often are you coaching young men and women playing sport? How, whatever it may be. You know, are you drawing? Are you? Is it art? Is it? How often are you with your parents? How often are you with your whatever it is where it's the best version of yourself? What do you look like? You know? How do you feel when you're the best version of yourself? Imagine giving that the best version of yourself that you can imagine. And that can take time, by the way. Because right now, you may not be able to see yourself in the light. Or you can see yourself as this guy who keeps getting drunk. So you're caught in a haze where you're just like, oh. Because eventually it becomes a destructive loop, right? You just see yourself as a loser and whatever. Which isn't really true. You're not seeing very clearly. Probably because you've had a bottle of tequila. I jest, but you know, you're not seeing very clearly because you're on the source. But you're also not seeing very clearly because you've you've eroded your own character and factors and hand have eroded your character. So try and imagine the best version of yourself. It sounds cheesy, but it's really really important. It's important to have a plan in life, man. Um, you know, without getting lectury, but I'll finish off on this. It's my second last point, so I'll, I'll finish off on these two things. Discipline is freedom. If, if you don't have discipline, you're dead. You, you can't have a quality life without discipline. Just doing what you want the whole time is not freedom. That's not enjoyment. 
to our trust fund kids. In fact, I know three who are currently on drugs. Badly. Because absolute freedom is not freedom. It's anarchy. Discipline is freedom. We need structure. It's built into us neurologically to toil. The human brain is... It's literally programmed to seek joy. You can't always be happy. It's, it's, it's not natural. It's not, it's not what the, the human brain is wired for. And I'm not just talking like I'm a yoga teacher. I'm talking lots of reading. And I am two years into a, into a, into a neuroscience and biochemistry degree. So I'm, I'm considering going back to that. I don't know. don't know about that though. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Discipline is freedom. You need a plan. Discipline means many things. Emotional discipline, life discipline. What is your, like, again, I'm, I'm quite obsessive. If I was to send you a photo of my Google calendar, I'm planning when I eat <laughs> on my calendar. And that's not a joke. I have that in my, like, when I intend to have breakfast, when I intend to train. When I intend to work on Mondays, 7.45, every Monday, I'm going to call my mommy. I have that in my diary. But, but you, you've, got, you've got to become okay with this word discipline and then find what that is. It, it's not easy. I, I know Instagram makes it look easy. Because once you've got discipline, right, and I saved it for last because it's the most difficult one. It's the one you've got to start with. What does discipline look like? A lot of people don't know what it looks like. What does it mean? What, is it, what does discipline mean? A lot of people hear this. So I'll, I'll tell you how I look at my life, and it's nowhere near perfect. But there's three segments to my discipline. Right there's the financial. There is the familial, so that my family. Right, and then there's the health. So I, I look at my entire life through the lens of those three things: family and friends. I include as one. Work and money. I include as the other one. And then health. My health. I give eighty percent priority to. Because right? it's going to determine the quality of my life. And I believe if I give my mother and sister the best version of myself, the rest is, we're laughing. We're laughing. But discipline's tricky, man. It's tricky. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to say this is going to be easy. And by the way, probably important to say here, if you want to keep drinking, keep drinking. Like, I'm not evangelical anymore. But it's just this person and over a hundred others have asked. Like, like whatever, man. People want to keep drinking, keep drinking. Like, it, it's no skin off my back. I, I used to be more evangelical. And if you ask me in person, I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing it. But whatever. People want to keep drinking. And, it's, and you're enjoying it. And you're not hurting anybody. You're not hurting yourself. You're not hurting anyone. And you don't feel like it's reducing the quality of your life. Who am I to tell you that a Sunday run is better than a Saturday job? 
doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what I have to say. And one thing about neuroscience, you literally can't change an adult person's mind, by the way. And I don't mean because they're stubborn. I mean, you literally cannot. Um, I think it's above the age of 25 for men. You literally cannot change their mind. They have to decide to, like this gentleman's trying to do, stop drinking. So I've become less evangelical. If you want to drink. My thing is this. And and I, I'd like to think I'm living this way now. I, so I want to be clear. I was not until I was 28. I was, in my mind, an absolutely horrendous loser of a human. Do whatever you want. But you have to be willing to put up with all of the consequences for what you do. Whatever you do in life. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. But you cannot blame anyone. Everything's your fault. Do, do whatever the hell you want. But you have to be willing to pay the price for everything you do. Right? And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that because they go, oh, but life's so... No. Take some control. And the last one is the Instagram like inspiration one. You gotta go all in, man. You know, and if, if you're gonna make this change, do you understand what it entails? All of the things I was saying is it's all good and well to set these massive goals. Right? Do you understand everything that it entails? Because it's going to be painful. Going all in is painful. It is painful. And do you, in your mind, understand everything it entails? Because if you don't, what happens with a lot of people that I've seen, and it's, it's why I do less and less replies to people that, that say I want to lose weight or I want to get healthy, because most people aren't serious. I, I want to be honest with you. Most people aren't serious. Most people aren't. Like 99% of people are not serious. So I don't reply. Like, whatever, you know. Like, if you're serious, then you'll, you'll come back to me or you'll do something about it. But one of the things you shouldn't do is set goals so big that you can't achieve them. Because what happens then is you get disappointed and then you see yourself as that loser constantly. So you, you want to you learn how to set those goals as well. But if you're going all in, it needs a bit better than I, I want to do it. It needs a plan. But, but you have to go all in. It has to be the only thing that obsesses your life. There is no partying. There is no my friends. There is no, it's work, you, and the process. And if it takes 10 years, are you all in? And I can't answer that for you. You've got to answer it for yourself. I did answer, my, answer that for myself. I'd like to think I'm all in. You know, luckily, I, again, I always say I'm really lucky I wasn't addicted to the substance. It was just me being a dickhead. So it was very easy for me to stop. It's like, Oh, bro, do you like being healthy? Yes. Do you like your relationship with your mom? Yes. Great. This what are you doing? And then it was easy. I mean, it's a little more complex than that, but but I I like Occam's razor, right? The the the, sim, the simplest explanation of anything is usually the truth. And I'll say this. I I have a friend. She's in her 90s. 
she, she gave me the greatest correction I've ever had a couple of years ago. I said to her, patience is a virtue. She said, uh, uh, Junior, patience is a virtue of the extraordinary kind. You have to be patient with yourself. Part of being all in is you have to be comfortable with the passing of time. Be patient. Be patient. You have to be patient with yourself. You're learning something new. It's painful. Because what you're, you're trying to do the most difficult thing about being human, which is to change your character. I say to people all the time, don't confuse behavior with character. It's how you pick a bad partner, right? It's how you pick a bad job. It's how, it's how we make poor decisions. It's why good-looking people get away with so much. And I love good-looking people. I've made this mistake myself. But we behave. don't confuse behavior with character. They're not the same thing. Anybody can change behavior. Characters. <laughs> that, that, that layer of programming. Oof. So listen, man. To the, to the dude who... I'm not going to reply in the DMs. But I thought I'd do this. Because this was a particularly heartfelt message. It was, sure, bit of a, it was like a 3-4 scroller. Start with the discipline. Start looking up discipline. What does it mean? What does it look like? Do you need people? Do you need tools? Does it matter? Because maybe I'm talking nonsense. I'm just an idiot on a microphone. What is discipline? What can it do for you? What can it do for others? Is it possible to change your character? And I'm not big on happiness, man. I'm not big on happiness. Like for me, philosophically, I think life is not about being happy. I've never believed it. I don't believe it now. But if you've got a plan and you can just execute little things, it's um, unbelievable what it can do for self-esteem. Listen, it's a, it's a bit of a vague way to answer it. If you're serious to the dude who sent me a message, start with discipline. Acquaint yourself with that word. What does it look like? Because you're going to have to become discipline personified. Because this journey is for the rest of your life, by the way. This is not buying a, a new pair of shoes because you think it'll look swag with a new jacket. And you'll change it in three years. Fortunately not. Which is why the all-in thing is really important. It's really, really, really important. And he said something quite interesting. Sorry. is He's worried about his friends. The thing about discipline is... And it happened to me. Let me tell you something, bro. There's a lot of people that are going to try and hold you back. Oh, I can't believe you're going to stop drinking, bro. What's wrong with this guy, bro? It happened to me. But let me tell you what happens when you start to become disciplined. Three months, six months. Those people that... Because misery like, likes company, right? Those people are like, who do you think you are leaving us behind? That's really what's happening in, with those people that... I, man, I... Don't leave. Come on, bro. What's wrong with you? Have a beer. They don't want to be left behind in the mire. Because they know. But here's the thing, man. Those people fall off. Because they become too ashamed to be around you. Once you exercise some autonomy. People, they're too ashamed to be around you. So you don't need for them to fall off. They'll fall off naturally. 
because they won't want to see you. They'll know you're dealing with your own issues. You're taking control. I saw it in my own life. Trust me, fam. Trust me on this one. I can 100% guarantee you. I remember the ones who didn't want me to stop drinking and would tease and probe. And, you know, and I remember what happened to them. It was just like, I mean, now I am an ultimate dickhead, by the way. I've always done things my own way. So it was a little bit easier for me. I've got a massive ego. I've always done life my own way. It's gotten me in a lot of trouble. And it actually helped me out in this case. Because I did, largely speaking, on my own, my own way. I had tremendous support. Right? I, I didn't do it. I couldn't have done it alone. Let me not say I didn't do it alone. I couldn't have done it absolutely my own. But 99% of it was just me. I had to take responsibility and become disciplined. Dude, I hope it helps you. And if it doesn't, whatever. At least I got to feel better about myself trying to help someone. And if it does, cool. Don't need to thank you. you. You know, the greatest thank you you can give me is be disciplined. And live your best life, fam. And that. All right. End of the lecture. It was a tough one. It's a tough one. I really, I've been avoiding talking about that for years. And I've got lots more to say, but I just thought I'd address it. All right. Well, let me know. MKT Inspires. Um, if you send those kinds of messages and I don't respond, it's because I, I, I don't want to seem I'm not Jesus. You know? And if you send the fitness ones, I get a lot of those as well. <sighs> get serious. You've you got to get serious. Like I want, I, I want people who are serious. Because I want to help, but I also need people who are serious. Like, you have to be obsessed with the wellness, hey? It's the one thing you should be obsessed with. It's your body. What you eat. Who you're around. I mean, jeez. Like, it's a game changer. Game changer. Or not. Whatever. I guess. <laughs> it's just my, it's just one man's opinion. One man's opinion. One man's opinion. Hey, um, to that dude, you, you know what's a really good way of changing your life? Start thinking about what you eat. What you eat will tell you what you what you feel about yourself. And then it'll go to what you drink. Because if you stop working out, you'll be, you'll be like, what's the point of drinking? You know what I mean? I mean, if you really start working out, if you start eating well, eventually somewhere deep down you're like, what is the point of all of this other stuff? If I'm, I don't know, trying to run a marathon, uh, I don't know, coaching young kids, eventually you'll start to go, you know, what's the point of putting poison in my body if I'm running a marathon and I want to look good and then I want to achieve better times? What's the point? You know, the, these, the, there's, there's infinite infinite unintended consequences to great behavior negative behavior has very finite unintended consequences and usually it's about three or four they're all destructive you know it's about three or four and then you're dead anyway usually but positive behavior has just in it's it's really there is no limit to the 
unintended consequences of positive behavior. All the best. All the best. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.